Welcome to the Behind the Shield podcast, where each week we talk with shelter employees and agents from around the country to find out what's going on, to hear the stories that might otherwise go untold, and to connect you more closely with why you are an important part of making it all happen for our customers and communities. Let's take a look at what's going on Behind the Shield. Welcome everyone to another episode and to our last installment of the Shelter History Month series. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's the rundown of what we have in store for you. Today, we're talking about one of the biggest events in the company's history, when we transitioned from being MFA mutual insurance to shelter insurance in 1981. There are still a lot of folks in the company that remember what it was like to work for MFA insurance, but for a lot of us, we've only known this company as shelter insurance. On this episode, we have a retired employee who's with us who had a unique perspective on the events that led to the change in our company name. He was one of the few employees responsible for producing and writing articles for several of the company's publications at the time and reported on many of the events that led to Shelter becoming independent from MFA. After 43 years of service to Shelter Insurance, Bruce Mintermeyer retired from the company in September of 2019. So now we want to introduce Bruce to our listeners. Bruce, thank you very much for coming on today. We know you had interactions with almost every employee and agent at Shelter during your tenure, but some of the newest folks that don't know you, could you give a few details of what your work involved before you retired? Well, I began in, in uh, December 1975, and I was hired as the assistant editor of our company publication, which was called Action at the time. Really excited to be working on a publication and excited to be assistant editor too. But um, I've essentially been doing very much the same type of work my whole career there. Uh, the technologies have changed, the magazine changed names. Eventually we transferred to digital world. Uh, the magazine, the printed piece was gone. The, the work that I've done reporting on the company, this is essentially the same as what I've been doing since the day I started. As, as I like to say, our agents, sell shelter insurance, but uh, I always felt my job was selling shelter insurance to our own people. So when you think about the events in shelter's history or any history, there's always a first thing that began it. So when you think back 40 years ago to the company's name change, talk to us about what that first spark was in the, the change of name from the company. Well, it, it was not so much a spark, it was um, somewhat of a, a lightning strike. Uh, a young manager at MFA Incorporated was elected president. Uh, that, so we knew at that moment that everything was changing. Uh, we didn't know what uh, the future would hold, but Fred Hinkle, the uh, longtime president of MFA Incorporated, and also the chairman of our board of directors at the time, Fred lost his job there. Again, this, this was a, a great unknown at that time because we had no idea where this would lead. We became uh, listeners. I, I personally became an observer trying to absorb all of this. Employees weren't given all of the details of what goes on behind this, but we did have a very close connection with MFA Incorporated. Of course, we began as a department of MFA Incorporated, and then they spun us off as a, uh, as a company. We had warm relationships with people at 
kind of thing incorporated. There was no reason why we shouldn't have. Uh, we leased the, the shield uh, from MFA and our officers and their officers were close. So we didn't know what the ascension of Eric Thompson to president would hold for us. And we began to learn quickly that he had eyes on a number of things. He wanted to increase the lease on the MFA emblem. And he demanded that he be placed on MFA Insurance's board of directors, which was shot down. There was a lot going on at the, at the board level and with the lawyers uh, at both organizations. And employees weren't aware of, of any of this. Nothing was being hidden, but there was no need for anybody to know all of these details. That was the beginning of something ahead that was unknown this time. So when did the rumblings of the company's future, not including MFA Mutual, trickle down to the employees and agents? There were rumors around the, the details of, uh, I guess you would call it negotiations. They were, they were heated. You know, we weren't privy to any of those details, but rumors were getting around. Agents were uh, beginning to hear things. They were concerned. It was this big unknown that everyone, I guess, was concerned mostly about. I don't want to make it sound like everyone was trembling over it. You know, we weren't living in fear of something terrible about to happen to the company. And I don't think agents were either. And I spoke to a number of agents after that period, and they said that they were absolutely concerned about what it will mean for their business and what their policyholders will hear and feel if it's if it's going to affect their business. So so there was a concern, but there wasn't a great fear of what was going on. So as an employee at that time, what was it like? Was there uncertainty among you and your coworkers, or was it, it like no big deal? No, it, it, I think everyone understood that it was a major happening, but we there was the unknown. There was uh, and there was concern, but it was because it was unknown what this could lead to. But there was a lot going on. There was a lot progressing. For me personally, I tried to keep up with this as much as we could. We tried to publish as much as as we could. It was something that. It was concerning as the months rolled on, different steps of this process took place. Our confidence was building that things were going to be okay. And then, of course, when the whole topic of this, when it was announced that we were going to be changing our name, that's when the real work began. It was something that was going to involve everybody to pull this off. With your role in the company, you were able to see and report on the agency side of things too. So from what you saw, what was that transition like for the agents? They were concerned about their livelihood, their, their business, the, the image of their business. Uh, a lot of agents put a great deal into advertising. They had quite an investment in the name MFA Insurance. Also, they were concerned about what their policyholders would, would feel about this change. And if, uh, they were concerned that some might just walk out uh, because a lot of the policyholders, particularly in Missouri and Arkansas, because MFA Incorporated was dominant in those two states, as were we. There was kind of a division of, of allegiance there uh, that 
some agents were concerned about. But again, once it was announced that we were changing our name, then we could discuss this more with agents because it was going to be a lot of work involved in this. Everything needed to be changed. All of their advertising, all of their signage, everything about the image of the company was going to be changing and it was going to be improving. That's where my VP, Gene Madden, really got to work. He was, he was out there holding district agent meetings uh, throughout our territory, explaining to agents how this is going to happen, all the details, all the new signs, how they're going to get their signs, when they're going to get their signs, how much advertising the company is going to pay for to help make sure that it's a very smooth transition. So there was an excitement building eventually with the agents. Uh, especially when we got around to changing the logo of the company. Changing the logo came before we changed the name of the company. It was the year before, 1980, a new logo was designed because we knew that MFA was not going to let us use the MFA logo anymore. So at that point, agents got very excited. By that point for everyone, I think it was very upbeat because there was going to be so many good things happening. And all of these changes were going to be a, a massive advertising splash throughout our territory, which was going to be very good for business, and it was. So thinking of the transition uh, during that time, what changed? What was different other than the name of the company and, and some of the uh, advertising materials, those kinds of things? Did anything from an employee standpoint really change materially? The presidency changed. On the day that we became Shelter Insurance, Howard Lang, who was the uh, president at the time, he stepped down as president, and Gus Lear stepped into that position. Now, that was, that was a predetermined line of succession. It was not a surprise. It was not a result of the name change, but it certainly was part of the celebration. We had a new president on the same day that we had a new name. Since the logo change and the name change, I mean, think about it. All of the signage at all corporate offices, all claims offices, every shelter agency um, had to be changed. Uh, every form and document in not only MFA Mutual Insurance, but all of our companies, um, it wasn't just MFA Mutual that changed names. All of our companies were changed. Everything was new. So it, it, they were exciting times. So looking back on all of it, what was it like for you to have unique perspective of reporting on the events from the beginning of the rumors and those kinds of things all the way through to when the company became Shelter on July 1st, 1981? It became a very interesting time for me personally. Uh, I had been with the company a little over four years and I uh, was still a newbie, learning a lot, but I was learning a great deal quickly because of all of the reporting I was doing. And that reporting also included going out into the field uh, frequently. I would be out interviewing agents for uh, articles. So I did have the opportunity to get out and, and meet agents and claims people and sales managers in the field. So when this came along, it was for me suddenly a real professional challenge to try to stay on top of keeping my arms around what was going on. We had to use great care in what we published and what we did not publish. Thanks to my director and my VP, they kept me informed about what was going on. And for those couple of years leading up to Shelter Day 1, these were full days because we were 
trying to report on all of the changes. It was a great deal to cover. It was a real professional challenge, but, but an exciting one and a fun one. I only enjoyed it because everyone knew that good things were going to be at the end of this road. One last question before we go, Bruce, and this is uh, not really related to the change to shelter insurance, but you are the first retiree that we've interviewed on the podcast. And so I'm curious to know if you have any thoughts or advice that you want to share for anyone who might be in, say, the last decade of their career at shelter. What, what advice would you give them? Let me, let me take a step back a little bit. I'll get to that. But uh, one thing, I was taking photo of new employees on their first day. And I would always tell new employees, you know, welcome to shelter. And I'd also tell them, join profit sharing as quickly as you can. And of course, now it's not an option. That's the first piece of advice that I would give every employee. For those about to retire in, with 10 years, certainly go to the retirement seminars. Go to one or two or three of them if you can. It's so valuable at making sure that you're on the right track. You don't want all of this information a, a year or two before you retire. All right. Good advice. Well, thanks, Bruce, for joining us today. Really appreciate you coming on, sharing some of our company's history. And Brad, uh, as always, appreciate your efforts at the helm. And just want to thank everyone for listening today. If you have any idea about the topics that you'd like to hear about on the podcast, please reach out to us at podcast at shelterinsurance.com. You know, who we are today at Shelter is a testament of the hard work of those who came before us to help lay the foundation for the successes that we enjoy today. And with the dedication and energy that you contribute every day, that's what continues to make us shelter strong.